This is the Kitzer of Sichel Beis, Parshas Bahar, in Chelekid Beis, page 115. The Rebbe in the Sichel discusses the Isser of Ribis. When it comes to the Isser of Ribis, the Rambam tells us that there are three different categories. When you lend money to another Yid, there's an Isser to collect Ribis. When you're lending money to a Ger Toishov, there is a Heter to take Ribis. When you lend money to a Goy, an Eved Avid there's a mitzvah to take ribbis. So the Rebbe asks a question. We can understand why there's a difference between a yid and a goy that although by a yid is a iser to collect ribbis, by a goy it's allowed. Because ribbis is not something which the loiva pays without his consent. He's agreeing to pay it. And therefore, by a goy, there's no reason it shouldn't be allowed. You can't compare ribis to when you steal money or you trick somebody where you're fooling him, you're selling him something and you're not being honest. That's, those yisurim apply by a yid, by a guy, equally there's no difference. But when it comes to ribis, which is something that the guy is uh, paying with his consent or any loyve is agreeing to give the money, so if not for the fact that the Torah says it's usr, so why should it be usr? So by a yid, the Torah says you're not allowed to collect the ribis, but by a guy. You're allowed to collect the ribbis. The question, however, is why do we go a step further when it comes to a guy? By a guy, we say that it's a mitzvah to, to take ribbis from him. Why is it a mitzvah? The fact is, in the end of the day, you're biting money out of his wallet. That brings the lotion of the Torah regarding ribbis, neshech. You're biting money out of his wallet, so it's a negative thing. Why should there be a mitzvah to take ribbis from a guy, even if he's a neighbor of Eid So to explain this, the Rebbe brings the Rishonim that discuss the mitzvah of Ribis, and from all the Rishonim you see one point, that basically money that a Malva collects, Ribis, for, for Ribis that is, is his money, belongs to him. And the place where you see this is the Rishonim that discuss whether a Loiva is allowed to be Meichel, the money that the Malva collected. Even after a Malva collects Ribis, he's obligated to return the money. But now the question is, could the Loiva say, I'm Meichel? I forgive it. I don't, I don't need that payment. So the Rishonim argue about this. The Gainim say that any ribis in the Torah is mechila. Even before you collected it, the Leva agreed to pay it, but the Torah says it doesn't matter. You're not allowed to collect it. The same is also after the fact. If you collected the ribis, it doesn't matter that it belongs to the Leva, but the Torah doesn't allow him to be mechilet. That's the simple pshat of what the Gainim are saying. The Rosh, however, disagrees. The Rosh says, no, you can't compare before the fact and after the fact. Before the fact, there's Taka and Isser, the Torah says you're not allowed to collect that ribis. Once you collected it, it's money that doesn't belong to you. And the Leve, which you're obligated to return to him, his money could forgive it. Just like any other Gzela. You're not allowed to steal the money. But once you stole the money, the owner has the full right to say, keep it, I'm not collecting the money. So now the Rebbe says, well, so what's the Pshat and the Gainim? Why are the Gainim saying that the Leve never has the right to be Meichelet, whether before the fact or after the fact? How can we compare the two? So the Rebbe says what the Gainim really mean to say is the aside of this whole Indian, the Gainim's opinion, and as we'll see, even the Rosh agrees to this fundamental idea is what the Ritva explains that really the money of Ribis that was collected by the Malve is not the Leve's money. Now that it's been collected by the Malve, it was collected with the Leva's consent. It's the Malva's money. Elamai, why do you have to return it? It's a chi of l'shamayim. 
The Torah says you absorbed an Isser, you have to give back the Isser. Not because it's the Leibah's money. It's, it's, he's not a party in this Bechlal. Who is he to be Meichel? You owe it L'Shamayim. The Torah says you should give it back to the Leibah, but it's not his money. And therefore he can't be Meichel. That's the Pshat. In the Shitta of the Gainim that say that you can never be Meichel Ribbis, whether before the fact or after the fact. So the Rebbe says, this is really what the Gainim were saying here. When the Gainim say that since you see that you can't be Meichel before you collect that money, the Leibah can't be Meichel it and just pay it. So you can't be Meichel it after the fact. What, the, what are the Gainim really saying? What the Gainim are saying is that from the very fact that even when the Leibah agrees to give the money, the Taita says that we don't accept that Mechila, we don't accept the fact that he agrees and the Taita asks it anyways. What that shows is that the issue over here is not that this is the Leva's money that you're not allowed to take. The Leva agrees to give it. It's an Issa L'Shamayim. It's an Issa that the Teda places upon you not to accept this money. So that defines for us what the mitzvah and Issa of Ribbis is. It's a Chiv L'Shamayim. So the same applies afterwards also. Now that we understand what Ribbis is, that it's a Chiv L'Shamayim. So after you, the Malva collected the money, it's the Malva's money. It's not, it doesn't belong to the Leva. Elamai, it's a Chiv L'Shamayim to return it. The Leva can't be Meichel that Chiv L'Shamayim. That's the Pshat and the Shit of the Geinim. The Rebbe goes a step further and says that even the Rosh that disagrees and says that the Leva does have the right to be Meichel the money, it's proven from a few different places, as the Rebbe points out in the Ha'aras of the Siche, that the fact that the Leva could be Meichel is not because the Rosh disagrees with this entire premise. It's not that the Rosh holds that this is the Leva's money. The Rosh agrees that it's a Chiv L'Shamayim, Looking at the monetary status of the money, it belongs to the Malva. Elamai, the Rosh says, Yes, the Chiv L'Shamayim is. How does the Torah design the Chiv L'Shamayim? The Torah says, what does the Abisha want you to do? To return that money that you took from your friend. So since that's what the Chiv consists of, therefore he, your friend, could be Meichel that. If the Torah says, return it to me, so I'm a party in this, and I could be Meichel it. However, the Rosh also agrees to the premise that the Shairish of the Chiv of Ribis is a Chiv L'Shamayim, because the money of Ribis collected belongs to the Malve. So now that we have this idea here, that we understand what Ribis is, that the money of Ribis really is the Malve's money, the Rebbe says we can understand the halacha that it says that the person that uh, collected Ribis you should not accept from him the money. If he wants to return the money, don't accept it from him. And even if he wants to return it to you, he wants to do tshuva, it's a midas chsidis not to accept it from you. Why is it a midas chsidis? He wants to do tshuva. He wants to rid himself of this money, which is an iser. Why is it a midas chsidis not to accept it from him? So the rabbi says, because it's the malva's money. If it's the malva's money, you shouldn't be accepting it from him. Why not? So the Rebbe brings here the Vart of the Baal Shem Tev. The Baal Shem Tev explains, The Teira is very careful with money of a Yid. Every penny of money of a Yid that he has to use it properly, he should use it L'Shem Shemayim. Why? Because the Pashkach Pratis, that money it comes into your possession, that means that there's holy sparks in that money that belongs to the Shadish of your Neshama that you have to elevate. So therefore you have to use the money properly and correctly to elevate that money. The same thing applies also to ribis. And actually it applies not only to the money of the ribis once the malva collected it, but even before the malva collected the money. Ribis is something, as pointed out already in the beginning of the Sikh, it's not gazel or Ribis is something which is the normal seder in the velt. When a person borrows money, he expects to pay a fee, expects to pay interest. 
and it's it's logical. Aganatale, the lashon of the Gemara, that the lender has has the right to charge a fee for that time that he allows the money to be in your possession. So the very fact that ribis is something that in the natural order of things is deserving to the malva, that's already an indication that this money has holy sparks that belongs to the malva. Elamai, before you collect that ribis, the Torah says you're not allowed to collect it. And the way you elevate those holy sparks is by rejecting it, like we find by many Yisurim. But once you collected that ribis, and now it's your money, as we showed before from the Rishayinim, that once he collects the money, it's just a chiv l'shamayim to return it, but really it's your money. If it's your money, so then it's a hashgacha protest that this is shayach to the shayrish of your neshama. So therefore, it's a midas chsidis for the leiva not to collect that money and allow you to elevate the sparks of the money that's yours that you have to elevate. Now the Rebbe comes back and says, the same is also when it comes to taking ribbis from a guy. The very fact that you're in a position that you could lend money to a guy and he's desperate and he has to borrow money from you is an indication that this ribbis belongs to you, that this holy sparks that are shaykh to the shaykhish of your neshama. So therefore there's a mitzvah that you should elevate these sparks that belong to the shaykhish of your neshama. Because ribis is money that has a shaykhis to you. Ribis is not just a fee that you could charge. The very fact that naturally you could charge that fee has a shaykhis to you. And once you charge that fee and you collect it, it's yours. It's it's the the nitzaitis that you have to elevate over here. And even more, the very fact that you're in a position that you're rich and the guy is poor and he's desperate and he has to borrow money from you means that you now have a mitzvah, as some uh, paiskim say, to lend him money. Go lend him money to be able to charge him that fee to get the holy sparks of Kedusha out of him to charge him the money. So if you understand the nature of what ribis is about, that really the ribis is your money, so we can appreciate the idea that when you are in that position to be able to lend money to a guy, the Torah gives you the mitzvah to lend him the money and charge him the ribis to elevate that money to holiness.